0: It's Destiny. Welcome back. So to continue our stories of black history, I don't want to skip over the story of Rosa Parks. She was a big name in the civil rights movement as she did refuse to give up her seat on a bus. So let's get started. When Rosa Parks Went Fishing, it's by Rachel Ruiz. The school bell rang. Young Rosa Parks gathered her things and headed home. Halfway there, a white boy on roller skates tried to push her off the sidewalk. Rosa pushed him back. I didn't want to be pushed, seeing that I wasn't bothering him at all, she later said. I know, child, Rosa's mother said, but I worry. In the 1920s, black people were not supposed to push or even talk to white people. They could be arrested or worse. Rosa grew up trying to stop the unfair treatment of others. And then, one day in 1955, she did something simple and brave. She sat down in a bus seat and became a hero to millions of people. When Rosa Louise McCauley was born... On February 4, 1913, in Tuskegee, Tuskegee, Alabama, her father, James, was a traveling woodworker. Her mother, Leona, was a teacher. Rosa's mother loved to learn. She passed that love of learning on to Rosa. She also taught Rosa to have respect for herself and others. She said that it was the most important thing. Rosa and her family lived on her grandparents' farm in Pine Level, Alabama. They had fruit, pecans, and walnut trees. They also had a garden and raised a few animals. Rosa enjoyed exploring the nearby woods, ponds, and creeks with her younger brother, Sylvester. He followed her everywhere she went and repeated everything she said. Money was scarce. But Rosa's family found ways to make do with what they had. They didn't buy ready-made clothes. Rosa's mother sewed their clothes. She was a good seamstress. She taught Rosa to sew, too. While their mother worked at the school, Rosa and Sylvester spent time with their grandparents. They fished at a nearby creek. Rosa learned a lot from her grandparents. Remember to always stand up for what you believe in, Rosa, Grandma Rose said. And don't let people push you around, Grandpa Joe added. Rosa started school in 1919 at the age of six. She went to an all-black, one-room schoolhouse, and she loved it. She already knew how to read, because her mother had taught her since Rosa was just three years old. At recess, Rosa and the other little girls played games. They laughed and sang all the way through Little Sally Walker Sitting in a Saucer and "Ring Around the Rosie. About this time, Rosa learned a big, hard lesson. Beyond her grandparents' farm, life could be dangerous for black people. There were groups of white people who hated anyone whose skin was not white they would burn down black people's homes and churches sometimes white kids called hurtful names they threw rocks at rosa and her friends rosa was angry why did people act that way didn't everyone deserve respect that's what rosa's mother had always told her didn't blacks deserve to be treated the same as whites In the summer of 1921, Rosa's mother took her to Montgomery, Alabama. Eight-year-old Rosa was amazed by the big modern city. It was much different than pine level. Tall buildings stretched up to the sky. Shops selling fancy dresses and hats lined to the sidewalks. Montgomery was the first place that Rosa saw segregation. The law said that people could be treated differently because of their skin color. There were separate drinking fountains for white people and black people. The fountains were labeled white and colored. On the city buses, black people had to sit at the very back and white people sat at the front. If someone broke that law, he or she would be arrested and put in jail. Rosa knew the, knew that law was wrong; she fought it if enough people she thought that if enough people would stand up and say it's wrong, maybe things would change. After she finished the fifth grade, Rosa went to live with her auntie Fanny in Montgomery. There were better schooling options in the city for Rosa. She became a student of Montgomery Industrial School for Girls. Everyone called it. Miss White's school Miss Alice White was the principal and co-founder Miss White was Caucasian so there so were all the teachers at the school They had moved there from the northern states at that time black girls in the south had very few places to go to school Miss White and her teachers wanted to change that fact Rosa adored Miss White from her Rosa learned many lessons she learned that she was a person who deserved to be treated fairly and equally she also learned to set high goals for herself believe anything is in life is possible said miss white rosa and miss white wrote letters to each other long after rosa left school rosa treasured their friendship it reminded her that not all white people hated black people when rosa was 16 She left high school to help care for her ill grandmother. Rosa wasn't happy about leaving school, but she did not complain. Nothing was more important than her family. Rosa worked hard cleaning houses to earn money. Sometimes she needed more money, so she would sell fruit from her family's trees. It was a tough time for Rosa. She often looked up to her church for help. Her faith got her through so many long, hard days. When Rosa was 18, she met met Raymond Parks. They married the following year in 1932. Like Rosa, Raymond loved learning. He was one of the first members of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. The organization worked to improve the lives of black people across the nation. Later, Rosa also joined the NAACP. Rosa was so happy, but she always regretted not finishing high school. With Raymond's support, she went back to school, and then in 1934, Rosa reached her goal. She earned her high school diploma. Nearly 20 years later, Rosa would stand up for herself and others in a big way by taking a seat. The end. I hope that you enjoyed the story about Rosa Parks and that you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye! Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to, to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast Beloved Children's Books at Gmail.com. Again, Beloved Children's Books at Gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.